Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. As Jesus was leaving Jericho with his disciples in a sizable crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind man, the son of Timaeus, sat by the roadside begging. On hearing that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he kept calling out all the more, son of David, Have pity on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called the blind man, saying to him, Take courage, get up. Jesus is calling you. He threw aside his cloak, sprang up, and came to Jesus. Jesus said to him in reply, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man replied to him, Master, I want to see. Jesus told him, Go your way, your faith has saved you. Immediately he received his sight and followed him on the way. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning, everybody. All right. The, uh, the gospel we have today has been one of my favorites for a long time. I'm someone who's oh, hot mic today. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. I've, I've, uh, I've had 30 eye surgeries in my lifetime. I'm someone who's dealt with a lot of eye disease. So I, uh, I, have, a lot, I have just a deep affinity with Bartimaeus and uh, I can't wait to meet this guy one day in heaven. So this story has meant a lot to my heart, and I just want to share just a lot from uh, what the Lord kind of was giving me all this week in prayer. So there are uh, 307 questions that Jesus asks in the New Testament. Uh, I didn't count them. I just used Google. Okay, so um, lest you think I, I, I'm very pious. No, there, I just used Google. 307 questions that Jesus asks in the New Testament, and one of them uh, is certainly in the gospel that we have today. And as I was sitting with the question that Jesus asked, I, I, I'm just going to give it to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was the one who reminded me uh, that this is the exact same question that Jesus asked last Sunday in the gospel, which I know you all remember. Not going to do a pop quiz, but of course, just to jog your memory, the question is, what do you want me to do for you? It's the same question he asked James and John in last Sunday's gospel. That's what I want to focus on. I want to just zero in on this question, what do you want me to do for you? In particular, I want us to notice Jesus' kindness, the way that he just is just so gentle and kind, how he just doesn't respond the way we probably would respond. 
And he's so kind in order to elicit out of their hearts, uh, both James and John and Bartimaeus, just a real honest response. Like that right there, for me, it's just such an icon of prayer. Jesus asks this very beautiful, gentle question, eliciting from us a very honest and real response, what prayer is meant to be. So last week, just again to jog your memory, James and John, they approach Jesus. They say, Master, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. We want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And Jesus responds, what do you want me to do for you? And they say, command that when you come into your glory, we may sit one at your right and one at your left. Recall how Jesus responds to them. He says, you guys don't know what you're asking. You don't know what you're asking. Can you drink the chalice that I meant to drink? In other words, can you experience the abject negation of being that I'm going to go through in my crucifixion? Can you be baptized with the baptism that I'm going to be baptized with? It's like, no, no, you can't do that. It's not for me to decide that. It's not for me to decide that. You don't know what you're asking. And what he ends up doing in that gospel, right, is he flips things on their head, right? He invites them to consider that those who want to be first will be last, that if you want to be the greatest, you got to serve. He inverts the sort of spiritual food chain. That's what he does. This isn't about power. Today's gospel, we've got Bartimaeus, the blind beggar, sitting by the roadside, he hears a crowd coming, right? You have to think that as a man who's been in, you know, in darkness for most of his life, if not all of his life, his other senses have been heightened, his heightened sense of hearing, and probably over the last months or years or so, he's heard as people have walked by, eavesdropping on conversations, things, little bits of stories about this Yeshua, this Jesus of Nazareth. And Maybe he heard the story of when he did heal the blind man at the pool of Siloam with the whole spit and the mud and wiping it in his eyes. Maybe he heard about the raising of Lazarus or he heard about the story of Jairus' daughter. Like He heard these stories, right? And this crowd comes by and he hears again the name Jesus of Nazareth and he begins to shout out. And he thinks, this is my chance. He says, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. The Greek word there is eleazon me, eleazon me which means have mercy on me, have mercy on me. It's how we start Mass, right? When we do Kyrie eleison, have mercy on me, Lord have mercy. And so then some in the crowd, not necessarily his 12 apostles, but some in the crowd, these disciples who are following him, just look at him and say, like, shh, like, stop making a scene, Bart. You're just embarrassing yourself, right? Jesus, he's the Messiah, he's the Savior, he's the healer. He can't be bothered with a blind man like you. Just like, be quiet, man. You're making a scene, but he ends up crying out all the more, and I love Bartimaeus for that. And Jesus, it says he stops, and he says, he calls him, and I love the way that they respond to Bartimaeus. Some in the crowd wanted to shut him up. Others in the crowd say to him, get up, take courage. Jesus is calling you. Get up, take courage. Jesus is calling you. This is a separate homily for a separate day, but like, I wouldn't be a priest if there weren't adults, people in my life who said those words to me when I was in high school. Get up, take courage, Jesus is calling you. We gotta be a parish that says that to our young people, amen? Amen? amen. amen. Okay, good, all right, that's another homily for another day. Just, that's a freebie, all right. So Barnabas, he throws aside his cloak. He makes his way to Jesus. He asks him the same question that he asked James and John. What do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? And he simply just says, Master, I want to see. And we know the rest of the story. He recovers his sight and he begins to follow Jesus on the way. What I want to tease out here for us this morning is some very subtle but very important details. Um, namely, that like, what was different about James and John's approach, their question, 
from Bartimaeus is like, why did Jesus say no to them and yes to him? Same question. Same question. Did this just die? (laughs) Testing. Okay. Don't touch the microphone. Got it, Lord. All right. Here's the difference. Here's the difference. Whereas James and John, they approach Jesus in this like posture of like control and manipulation and power, all of that stuff. They, they approach him in this power-seeking hunger. Bartimaeus cries out to Jesus from his poverty, from his littleness, from his need, from his weakness, right? There's such a difference between we want you to do whatever we ask of you and like Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. There's such a difference. There's such a difference. He asked the question, what do you want me to do for you? And notice again, the difference between master, I want to see, and we want to sit on thrones in positions of prominence when you come into your glory. Like we can see the difference, yes, okay. But the thing is, like both of these, we want to sit on thrones of prominence and importance when you come into your glory, and master, I want to see. Both of these are coming from very deep places in both of their, like, in all their hearts. It's coming from a deep place in the heart. But for Bartimaeus, it is a raw, unfiltered, just exposing of the deepest wound, the deepest hurt, the deepest, most honest need to Jesus. Whereas, Bart- whereas James and John, it's controlling and masking and manipulating. It's something very different. Like, they are hiding their littleness. They're hiding their poverty. They're hiding the embarrassing thing that they don't want to say out loud. And instead, they're demanding that Jesus be a genie and grant them the wish that they want. They want him to fix the problem as they see fit. Like, here's what I mean. Here's what I mean. Imagine an alternate scenario, an alternate universe where James and John, instead of approaching Jesus with all this bravado, with all of this, do what we want you to do for us, Imagine they approached Jesus and instead they said, Jesus, we just want to feel important. We want to feel like we matter. Like imagine if they were actually honest about what they were actually looking for. Like what was actually beneath the surface of their grasping, what was beneath the surface yeah, of their manipulating, their grasping for power, their grasping for these positions of, of prominence. Like, beneath the the grasping for power and control, there's this littleness, a little heart, a a deep need, an almost embarrassing desire to be affirmed, to know that we're important, to know that we matter. But instead of exposing that to Jesus, instead of showing him that weakness, showing him that littleness, they demanded that he do for them a thing that they thought would fix the littleness, It's very subtle, but all this is so important because Bartimaeus did the opposite. Bartimaeus did the exact opposite. He did the opposite of what they did. He also did the opposite of what you and I most often do when we come to pray. We approach Jesus with like all this formality, thinking that we have to somehow impress this great king sitting on the throne with all the right words, the right prayers, the right posture. Then we beat around the bush in our prayers, just asking for, you know, if it's not too much trouble, Lord, if you could just do this for me, right? Bartimaeus comes to Jesus with like all of his need, his poverty, his littleness, like the very thing that he lacked, the very thing he was most struggling with. And he just says, Jesus, I just want you to touch me at my weakest, at my littlest. And again, Jesus is here. 
at this Mass, right? This whole weekend, Jesus has been sitting on this altar, very still, standing still, just like he is in the Gospel. Jesus stands still, calls them, right? The same Jesus who is there is here, right? Exposed in the Blessed Sacrament. He's coming to us in this Eucharist. He's coming to us in this Mass. I just don't want us to think for a moment that, like, the Gospel that we're reflecting on, oh, that's a nice story that happened 2,000 years ago. No, this is a story that's unfolding right now if we would enter into it. Jesus asks us, because he just did in the proclamation of his word, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? Like, I just want to invite us, I'm going to lead us through a little, like, little meditation here. And I do want to just beg you to indulge me. And if you want to close your eyes, close your eyes. If you want to keep your eyes open, that's fine. But I just want you to hear Jesus asking you, what do you want me to do for you? Just take a second. What do you want me to do for you? I want you to notice that initial response. Like, I don't know, I don't know what it is for you. Maybe, Jesus, I, I want you to get me a new job. Jesus, I want you to make my kids come back to church. Jesus, I want you to fix my marriage. Jesus, I want you to find me a husband, find me a wife. Jesus, I want you to give me a baby. I mean, I don't know what it is for you. What do you want me to do for you? So we have that answer. We have that response. And I say this with great reverence. Like, instead of treating Jesus like a genie who will just fix the problem like I want it to be fixed, like I think it should be fixed, let us do what Bartimaeus did. Let us try and actually show him what's beneath that response. So again, Jesus asks the question, what do you want me to do for you? What is beneath the thing that you just want him to do? Jesus, I want you to get me a new job because then I wouldn't feel so worthless. Jesus, I don't want to feel worthless. Jesus, I want you to make my kids come back to church because then I wouldn't feel like a failure to them and a disappointment to you. Jesus, I just want you to tell me that I'm good. Jesus, I want you to fix my marriage because then I wouldn't feel so scared of being abandoned, of being alone. Jesus, I want to feel secure and safe in someone's love for me. Jesus, I want you to find me a husband because I'm so afraid that nobody will ever love me. Jesus, I want to be found. I want to be sought after. Jesus, I want you to give me a baby because then I would feel worthy. Then I wouldn't wonder all the time if you had forgotten me. Jesus, I want to feel chosen by heaven. Friends, Bartimaeus today in this gospel, I mean, it's so much more than just a blind man getting his sight back. He's teaching us that when we show Jesus, when we share with Jesus, when we expose to Jesus like the deeper thing, the raw thing that's beneath it all, like he's finally able to bring healing and power and mercy to that place. Like, it's, it's, it's our embarrassment of our hearts that's, of what's actually in there that almost always prevents us from receiving what he wants to give us. We get so embarrassed by, like, the raw needs, the raw desires, the real things that are in there. It's like Jesus is asking us in this Mass, the same question he asked James and John, the same question he asked Bartimaeus, 
what do you want me to do for you? He's not asking it hypothetically. He's asking it really. Like, so let's just keep our hearts in that place of openness, that littleness exposed, and let's let Jesus minister directly to that place. Amen.